Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's go to this week's message. Happy Thanksgiving. How's everyone doing? Are you, are you thankful for something? Well, I, I actually took this week and spent a lot of time, not that, not that it shouldn't be different each and every week, but it seems like the week that leads up to Thanksgiving or, or special occasions seems to get you in the mood to be a little bit more thankful. And this week, uh, I was really overwhelmed with, with thankfulness for it, that we get to do this every single week. This is the third week that we gathered as Discovery Church, and we get to do it on Thanksgiving. And uh, I was flicking back, I was... Uh, going back through our Instagram account this week, and I came across one of our first posts that said, 90 days to launch. Now, what seemed like so long at the time is here, and it's here to stay, and I'm so thankful that we get to do this every single week, that we get to gather together uh, for a valuable life-giving experience, an experience that can radically change our lives. But on that note, I just want to encourage you that if you, if you are a phone user, if you like technology and you have an Instagram account or a Facebook or a Twitter or MySpace or, or something, ICQ, I'm not sure if that's still around. But if you have something, don't feel like you can't take your phones out in church. Um, we, we, we want you to be able to um, go along with us and to use your power of influence through your social media to actually tell people where you are on a Sunday morning because we believe that the power that you have in your fingertips, especially in a day and age that people are so drawn to influence on social media, that, that you can use your influence to let people know that you're here, learning about Jesus, praising Jesus, that your influence could actually maybe get some of your friends here as well. Not because we want to fill every seat, even though we want to fill every seat, but because people will learn about uh, truth and in our, our hopes that they would come to find complete purpose. Um, if you, or if you're here and you've, you've been with us for the last three weeks and you've decided, or a couple weeks, or maybe this is your very first experience, but you've been, man, I want to make Discovery Church home. This is where I want to go every single week. This is where I want to wish I was when I was on holidays or when you're at work. I mean, why, why couldn't I be at church this morning? We have a process that we call Next Steps, and it happens right after, our, our very first one happens after um, our service this morning. It's going to happen upstairs. It's our process that we help, we uh, help learn. We help teach what it is to follow Christ, to discover your purpose, discover your giftings, and then to launch you into helping us, helping you uh, be a part of Discovery Church and helping uh, make church happen every Sunday morning from setup to worship to, to uh, parking lots to helping with our, with our kids' ministry or cafe. If something that, just, just something deep down says, man, I want to be a part of this at, at the beginning of Discovery Church. After church today, uh, just hang out and go upstairs, grab a coffee, go upstairs on 11.15. We're going to start a process called Next Steps. See, people, every, everybody is searching for purpose. No matter what we believe, we want to know what we believe is truth. But it's impossible to have complete purpose in your life without Jesus Christ being the complete center of it. 
And over the past two weeks, we've actually witnessed 11 people coming to know Jesus, two people being baptized, which is amazing. Uh, that, is, that is incredible. That is why we do what we do. So people can, to, can seek truth, have the opportunity to seek truth, and then find purpose in that. Uh, but if you are here and you have made that decision to follow Christ and you haven't filled out one of these little connect cards, um, I encourage you to do it. Just drop it off at the guest center. They have a little Starbucks card or a Tim's card there for you as well. But we want to we wanna be able to track with you. We want to be able to walk with you, have you made it, as you've made a decision to follow Christ. Or if you've decided to follow Christ and your next step is to be baptized, just write on the bottom, baptism, we'll reach out to you. Uh, we do a baptism service every single month. Rain, snow, shine, it's outside in a hot tub. You're warmer than the people that are standing around watching, but it's so much fun. We did one last week. I uh, had two people baptized. Last week we started a four-week a four-part series called Road Trips, as you can, you can see. And we welcomed everyone here, everyone who, who came to be a part of Discovery Church. We believe that the stories that will be created in, in this church will be some of the best stories of our lives. That this will be uh, stories of life change. That people, uh, stories of people finding purpose. People that are coming that are so lonely and in this church they get to find Family, and not just, not just family, but family in Jesus and, and people finding purpose. We came to the conclusion that road trips are way better when they are experienced with friends. And we welcomed everybody to join on the road trip. The door to the car was open and we were leaving the driveway. But we did find out that it might get cramped. The road trip might get bumpy and we might not always agree. But the stories that will be created are better stories and stories that will change our lives forever. But today I want to talk to you about something that every road trip encounters, especially if you're from Edmonton. Now, we probably have some people visiting for Thanksgiving. Welcome. But you will probably experience this in the next two hours. Uh, especially in Edmonton, we, we are way too familiar with things called delays and detours. With our construction and with our trains that run right through the heart of the city during rush hour, you know what I'm talking about. I, I always seem, even when I'm like, I will not go rush hour, I, I seem to hit a train. Uh, and there's always, it's good because it's creating jobs, and, but it's not good for my timetable and my schedule. All these detours and delays that our city has. We live, I live just off of like 66th and 75th and they're putting in the new train. It is, it is horrendous. But there's not, it's impossible to go on a road trip without at some point in, encountering a delay or a detour. And today that's what we want to talk about. Would you just uh, pray with me? God, we just thank you that we could be here today. We're so thankful for a God who would send his son to die in our place for our sins. God, today as we, we learn from your word, God, let it change our lives and let it bring light into some of our questions that we, have, that we need answered in your name. Amen. Last week I chatted about having the privilege of traveling uh, extensively throughout Canada. From, from 2007 to 2011, I was a director of a, of a ministry that was located here in Edmonton called Activate Ministries. And we traveled extensively throughout Canada with, with, with a small team that would lead worship or, or uh, lead worship at camps and conferences and different churches. And we would do some high school motivational speaking and, and ser- literally just serve in whatever way we could. 
And it was this one particular, particular spring or spring in Edmonton. It was spring break. And if you're from Edmonton or if you're from Canada, you know that spring break ain't that springy. Um, there is still snow on the ground. And usually if you're traveling during spring break, it, it means you're delayed and you'll probably have detours, especially if you're going to be flying. And this was, this was the exact thing that we ran into. But we decided that we wanted to do a 10-day uh, short ministry tour through my home province of Newfoundland where I grew up. That's where if I ever drop an H or I put an H on or say something that you don't understand, just nod your head and be like, he's from Newfoundland. You, it, sometimes it comes out when I get excited. And I get excited a lot. So, um, so here, here we are at, at, at the airport, 10 o'clock on a Thursday, 10 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, getting ready to get, get onto the flight. So we have our instruments, our drums, our keyboards, our, our you know, three, pairs of cl- three pairs of shoes and all of our clothes. And we're, we're, we walk up to the kiosk and I, I go to check the six of us in and I give our reference numbers. Super, like, super excited that we, just, we get to fly across our country to do what we love and, and to see people impacted for Jesus. And I, I put in a reference number and I'm talking to the lady and I'm so excited. I'm telling her, telling her what we're about to do. And, and she, she's smiling along with me. She's, you know, they're so good because they can multitask. It was a female, of course, because females can multitask way better than males. And, and here, I, here she is typing in. She's smiling, all agreeing with me. And all of a sudden, she's, her smile seems to like go from like a nice to like concerned. And she looks at me. She says, you know, your flight goes through Montreal. And all flights into Montreal are grounded. And I'm like, I know that they're, they're grounded. They're not flying out. But we just believe that we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be. And we've got to get on those flights anyway. And she keeps typing in. And her, her face goes from like, Sort of like, oh, you're, you think you're getting there? To like, there is no way. And I see her facial expression completely changing. So much so that I'm kind of like, ma'am, is everything okay? Like, and she was like, it's okay for me, but mm, the weather is the least of your worries. I'm like, what do you mean, the weather? She was like, <sighs> she looked at me and said, Mr. Young, this happens way too often but you are 24 hours late for your flight. And I'm like, what? How, how am I 24 hours late for my flight? She's like, I don't know why the airlines don't, don't put a disclaimer in this flight. So we show up 10 p.m. The flight is in 24 hours. So if you fly often, your, your time is in 24 hours. And the, the time that we were supposed to fly was 0010 Thursday. But we showed up for the flight 0010 Friday morning. Tracking with me? 10 p.m. on Thursday, 0010 on Thursday was last night. And we show up 24 hours late. And I cannot believe that I just let our whole team down. I even had, I looked at it, my wife looked at the times, I had one of our board directors look at it at the time, and, and everybody was like, yeah, you're showing up on time, you got lots of time. We had a choice to make in that moment. Do we allow a delay to hold us back from our tour, or do we attempt to continue? No doubt, delays and detours might slow us down, or make us feel like we've missed a mark. However, Sometimes the delays and detours is the road that God uses us to show his divine nature. The delays and detours of our life may be what 
God will use to lead us to the destiny that God has for us. If there were no delays and detours in our lives, we might never get to the place that God wants us to go. Take the story of Joseph, for instance, uh, in the Bible. Uh, there's, there's two Josephs. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked briefly about Old Testament and New Testament. And in, in the New Testament, there's a guy by the name of Joseph who was Jesus's earthly father. But the Joseph that we want to talk about this morning is actually found in the very first book of the Bible uh, is in Genesis. And if you don't have a personal Bible uh, that you can call your own, we want to give you one today. We, we feel that the Bible is so important uh, to, to someone's life that what is in the words that are written in this Bible is so crucial to someone's life that we want to give you one if you don't have one. So if you're here and you don't have one after the service, visit the guest center. They'll be, they would love to give you a Bible but we want to read about Joseph, and, it's, and, and the story starts in chapter 37 of, of Genesis. And uh, I want to give you a little bit of a background. Joseph, Joseph was a brother, and he had 11 other brothers. And the Bible clearly indicates and clearly tells us that Joseph was his father's favorite son. Now, if you have children in here, you're not supposed to have favorites, but you know it happens It might change from day to day. Or if you have a brother or a sister in here, you might feel like they are the favorite. Or you might very well know that you're the favorite. So Joseph was was his father's favorite son. And his brothers hated it. Hated it. And in the Bible, it talks about this gift that Joseph got. And it's called this coat of many colors. And you may have have read about it. You may have heard about it sometime in your life. There's this coat of many colors that Joseph gets given to by his father. while While his brothers are like wearing like sheep wool and sheepskin and he gets this like tailor-made coat of many colors it's kind of like the equivalent of your sister getting a Michael Kors purse and you having to make one out of duct tape okay it's, it's kind of like that it's like you would you would feel a little chapped at that point that what I don't get to like bring a mic I have to make one out of duct tape it's kind of this is what's kind of happening in this story and his brothers hated him so much and then to add and to escalate the situation here is Joseph. He gets a dream. And the, in the dream, Joseph is actually like the king or the ruler. And his brothers are bowing down before him. And I want to read the account of it. And it happens in, in Genesis 37, chapter 37, Genesis 37, uh, verse 5. I want to read uh, the, the, the small portion that talks about his dream. This is what it says. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be the king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of the dream and the way that he talked about it. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again he was told brothers, told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream. Uh, he said, the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dream had meant. 
And if you continue reading through the story of Joseph, one of my favorite stories in all the Bible, we see that his brothers hated Joseph so much they actually plotted to kill him. Broken family, right? Actually plotted to kill Joseph. But then uh, somebody had a bright idea to say, well, instead of killing Joseph, because we don't want the blood of murder on our hands, let's sell Joseph into slavery. Like, like being sold into slavery is worse than, worse than being killed. I'm not sure. But then um, he was sold into slavery, sold to a guy by the name of Potiphar. And he started finding favor in Potiphar's house. And he started, he started be, get, be giving responsibility. And in that time... Potiphar's wife tries to seduce Joseph. And Joseph does the right thing and runs away and pushes her away. But, but Potiphar's wife was, was so upset that he didn't, he didn't like her in that way. And so he shouldn't. She accused him of raping her. Tells Potiphar about it and gets Joseph thrown into prison. There's nothing worse than getting punished for doing the right thing sometimes. And sometimes delays and detours happen in our lives when we do the right things. And that's okay. We are called to do the right things. But then Joseph's story continues. And while in prison, he made a couple of friends. And uh, his friends had, had, had a dream. Joseph's used to dreams. Here's his friends having a dream. And in the, dream, in the dreams, they, they hear, or, uh, Joseph interprets it. And, and their dream tells them that they're going to be released from prison. And Joseph knows about it. So Joseph says to his friends, now when you get out, don't forget about me. Guess what happens? Gets forgotten about. Here is a guy that God gave him a dream of his future. And as he seems to continually pursue his dreams that God has given him, he continually encounters delays and detours. But this is what's crazy. Right in the middle, right in the middle of all these delays and detours, right in the middle of being sold and being lied about, being thrown into prison, that's in chapter 37. And then in chapter 39... Chapter 39, there's a little verse in there that gives, gives us hope, gives the readers hope. I'm so glad for the, for the Bible because we can read stories and know what the outcome is. I cannot imagine what Joseph was going through living in this moment. But in, the, in chapter 39, there's a little verse that says, The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. I don't know about you, but if I was Joseph, I would, think, I would have thought many a times if God had completely forgotten me and given up on me as well. Giving me dreams about my future. And then when I pursue them, I'm plotted to be killed. Not only just killed, but killed by the people that were supposed to love me the most. Sold as a slave. When things started looking up, um, I, I get falsely accused by my master's wife, thrown into prison, forgotten about by my only friends who I actually made in prison. One delay, okay. Two, maybe I could get around it. But three, four, and five, I think I would have considered at this point taking a different route. 
I think I would have maybe considered about turning around. As I say, seen the, the, the backing up of the cars at the train, maybe I would have considered turning around. When my life gets delayed and I'm experiencing all these detours, there's times that I actually wonder, should we just turn around and go a different route? However, chapter 37, we read the dreams. Chapter 39, we read the Lord is with Joseph. In chapter 41, Joseph's story takes a turn. And all the delays and detours start to make sense in what God has been setting him up for. See, Pharaoh, the leader of all of Egypt, had a dream. And if you don't already know, Joseph enjoys dreams. He likes dreams, okay? And here, here's Pharaoh, the leader of all of Egypt, having a dream. And the dream... Uh, the dream no one could interpret. Nobody could, could come to understand what the dream meant. And Pharaoh wanted to know. And, and one of the friends of Pharaoh was the guy, one of Joseph's friends who was in prison, remembers Joseph years later. He says, Pharaoh, I know a guy that interpreted my dream, told him the whole story about being in prison, being, having a dream interpret, and, somebody, and then I'm being released. He's like, send for, send for Joseph. And Joseph comes and he's able, and he's able to interpret this dream. And the dream is that, that Egypt and the land would go through seven years of, of great harvest and seven years of famine. And because uh, Joseph was able to, uh, to interpret this dream, Pharaoh made him in charge of half the land. So he is in charge of all the, the, grain, the grain fields and all the storage barns of all the grain. They were preparing for the seven years of famine and the seven years of, of, of plenty. And as in the seven years of plenty... Joseph's family wasn't planning for the seven years of famine. Although it is lonely in the delays and frustrating when there are, when there are detours after detour after detour after detour, they, are, they all have a play, the play, a part to play in your destiny. The delays and detours that we encounter throughout our life all have a part to shape our destiny. In the same way that chapter 39 says that, jo- that the Lord was with Joseph, I want to tell us today, I want to tell you, no matter where you're at, that the Lord is with you. See, it's easy to give up. Especially when you feel like you're on the wrong path or you're going in the wrong direction or you're completely off the map or maybe you feel like you're off-roading a little bit in our road trips. Remember that the delays and detours might just be the path to the destiny that God has for you. Proverbs 16.9 says, We should make plans, counting on God to direct us. See, we can have plans for our lives, plans for a pension, plans to wake up tomorrow morning. We can have plans uh, to be on vacation We can have plans for our future, our dreams, what we feel like God is calling us to, what we're made for, what what we think we're made for in life. And we should make those plans. We should. But everything that we create and make plans for need to be submitted to Jesus with open hands and say, God, this is my plan. Please direct me if you want to change my way.
If you want to change my direction, I give everything to you with an open hand. Sometimes we come to, we come to Jesus and we, we, want, we want all the good feelings and we want salvation and we want, we, we, we want the, the community. But our lives, when we come to actually surrender, we actually hold on to little pieces. Instead of saying, God, here I am. And we cannot find complete purpose without saying, God, everything I am is yours. See, it may not always seem like the path that we're supposed to take. It might not, we might not be on the road that we feel that we would have done or we would have taken. But when we surrender every part of our lives to Jesus Christ, we need to understand and we need to know that it will lead us to our destiny. Detours, delays, and destiny. See, maybe you feel like the place of life that you're in right now is not where you should be. Maybe you're looking around and seeing all your friends in different places and wishing to be there. Or maybe you feel like your life is falling apart around you. Maybe you've just been served divorce papers and you feel like everything is just crumbling. Maybe you've been waiting for an answer to prayer longer than you than you wanted. Maybe you've been praying to have a child and you just can't. Or maybe your husband uh, doesn't know Jesus yet and you've been praying so hard. Maybe you are sick and you've been praying for God to touch you and to heal you and it just hasn't happened yet. And all the delays and detours that you're, you're experiencing right now, all the delays and detours that you're encountering has got you discouraged. Maybe it's got you feeling like you've been forgotten or left behind. As hard as it is, it's important to remember. I want to say it over and over and over that your detours and delays are what God will use to shape your destiny. There's one thing that I know is that God will not waste your delays. You may feel like you're falling behind, but God is a God that can restore lost time. Your story on this road trip might be in a delay or it might be in a detour, but God is directing every one of your steps. Your story on this road is about you surrendering every part of it to Jesus no matter where your road trip is today, God is wanting to tell you that he is in control. Whether you're hated by family, disowned by, uh, by the people that are supposed to love you the most, falsely accused, or if you are captive inside when everyone else seems to have life figured out. No matter where you find yourself, God will use everything and everyone who surrenders to him. This is a crazy thought. Depending on how you feel from day to day, but generally, you've probably all heard it. Hey, you gotta look out for number one because nobody else will. Number one being yourself. But God is more concerned about you than you are concerned about you. 
no matter what your road trip looks like today, there's one thing that I know that every one of us needs. Is that you need Jesus on that road trip. No matter what is happening in your life today, you need Jesus on that road trip. Knowing that there is a God that is more concerned about you than you are concerned about you brings so much security, so much hope, so much purpose. It might not always be easy. It might not always be the path that we want to take, but there is hope found when we allow Jesus to be the center of our lives. See, he doesn't always bring the road of least resistance, but he does guide your steps in the direction that prepares you for your destiny. See, if you continue reading the story about Joseph, we read that Joseph becomes second in command of all of Egypt. And as, as he was in command, his brothers were, were in famine. His brothers didn't have anything to eat. So his brothers and family come and they didn't recognize Joseph because it's been years since they sold him to slavery. And Joseph has grown into a man. And here, Joseph, here his brothers walk into the room and bow down before Joseph. The dreams that God placed in Joseph's, uh, in Joseph's life years ago were coming true after all all the delays, after all the detours, here is Joseph standing before his family as they're bowing down before him. Remember the flight to Newfoundland, 24 hours late. Man, I felt like a failure. I felt like I had just let the team down. There's no way that this is going to succeed. Long story short, we, we make it to Newfoundland just in time. Literally, we, we got to our, 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 our venue literally an hour before. We still had to set up. We're, we're, we smelled. We had a shower. We had to change. Some of our clothes were left behind. We, find, we just made it in time. And we had an amazing weekend where we seen uh, students impacted for Jesus and many people coming uh, to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the, the Monday, it was Monday morning as we were driving to our next event. We were listening to the news because we still do that sometimes. We were listening to the news. And it said all of, all of the flights from Montreal just got released today. See, if we actually showed up for our flight on time, we would have gotten on our flight, we would have flown into Montreal, and because of the storm, we would have got grounded. But because we showed up 24 hours late, we actually were able to, with, with some stress, we were actually able to catch a flight that flew us over the storm into our location because sometimes delays is what God works through. See, God that I serve, the God that we serve, has control over the weather patterns and flight plans. He has plans over the sickness, and he has plans over our finances and our job loss. He has control over reproductive systems. You, have, uh, you may have wasted many years, but guess what? He can restore every wasted second. Every wasted second, Jesus can restore The Bible even says what, what Satan is, what meant for evil, God can restore and use for good. See, we can make our plans, but God will determine our steps. And this Thanksgiving, I thought that one of the best ways that we could, we could be thankful is 
right in the middle of our detours, right in the middle of our delays, or maybe your life is on a smooth road right now, is to give God thanks just for who he is. Because no matter where you are, he is still in charge of your destiny if you've surrendered your life to him. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.